knew there'd be this, not, not just an entertainment void, not just a sports void, but almost a, a cultural void, you know, the closer you get to Indianapolis. What can you do to fill that, knowing that it isn't going to be a live race? With respect to the telecast on the 24th of Sunday, NBC confirmed for us they were saving four hours of national television, and then we went to work. Take you out of this place. Hi, this is Mark Miles, CEO of Bensky Entertainment here in Indianapolis at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and we are on the road today on WGN. It's a beautiful day. 720 WGN, live high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and, uh, and a time of year that sports fans around the world, motorsports fans everywhere, of course, in the Midwest here, you know, part of our life, sort of that rite of passage as we kick into summer is the Indianapolis 500 is all of the goings on at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We've talked so many times about how so much of that experience and tradition transcends even all the amazing stuff that happens on the track. And on the line with us is a, a guy who has worked in and around some of the biggest sporting events and sports in the world tennis the pan am games the super bowl and of course motorsports he's the ceo of penske entertainment he's the one and only mark miles mark welcome to wgn hey dane thank you thanks for having me on the show no it it is great for you to take time out and what is a busy imagine that a busy weekend everybody's kind of dealing with this in, in their own way everything is different for everybody there's no playbook with this but when you have been a part of putting on some of the biggest sporting events in the world, you know, like the Super Bowl or Pan Am Games. Does does any of that experience help when kind of putting together what is a virtual Indy 500 weekend? Yeah, undoubtedly that it has. You know, you get old enough, long enough in the tooth, and it all adds up, and maybe there's some wisdom in it. But I think about, you know, a number of occasions when we just couldn't let ourselves be distracted by things we couldn't control. So one example, you know, we did have the 2012 Super Bowl here. And if you, if your fans, your listeners think about it, you know, for some of that year, there was a lot of talk about a strike and the possibility that there wouldn't even be a Super Bowl or that the date would change. It would have you lots of uncertainties. And we just, you know, we just learned again that you gotta, you gotta deal with all the contingencies triple the effort to plan for whatever might happen, be ready as best you can for, for anything and and not let yourself get distracted or slowed down. Or, you know, there's, there's no woe is me around here. People, um, you know, just have to understand how, how we've got to play the cards we're dealt. And, uh, and I hope that's what we're doing this weekend and, and for the rest of the IndyCar season. Well, bless you guys. And I know that a lot of fans, motorsports enthusiasts, everybody understandably has been, you know, just really chomping at the bit, waiting on the sidelines, hoping for when their favorite sports can get, uh, can get back going again. And when it comes to the, to the Indianapolis 500, it is so much more than just, than just the track. And, and you mentioned, okay, we can, at least we can do something. You guys have gone over and above. And I want to know where that motivation comes from when, you know, sports, you know, they just cancel it or just kick it down the road or just say, we'll get back to you. But you felt the need, you guys felt the need to be able to offer something, not even something, a lot of things to fans to kind of help them at least have that feeling and kind of get their, their Indy 500 kind of fixed during this weekend. So share some of the things that you've built in here because you guys have multi days going on, including of course that broadcast coming up tomorrow on NBC. 
Yeah. Well, look, we understand the role of, of uh, the Indianapolis 500 mile race. If you're a sports fan, if you're a motorsports fan, chances are you know Memorial Day equals the Indianapolis 500 mile race, and you look forward to it. If, if you're from Chicago, and particularly if you're from Indiana, if for so many people, it's part of their family's culture and the, and the rituals of the Memorial Day weekend. And we we could anticipate that having had to postpone the, the race to late August, uh, there's going to be a void. And man, are we feeling it now. I mean, we're here in Indianapolis, and I'm looking out uh, from my window in our office, and I can see people just standing around outside the gates. You know, what, what do we do? And normally it would, the place would be slammed with uh, and huge fun. So we knew there'd be this, not, not just an entertainment void, not just a sports void, but almost a, a cultural void, as, yep. you know, the closer you get to Indianapolis. What can you do to fill that, knowing that it isn't going to be a, a live race? Well, let me start with what happens on race day. This is really, I, I think, going to be exceptional. Every sports fan was glad when, I mean, the first thing that happened, right, was all the broadcasters started showing archival sports. What happened last year or the, or the great events of the past and that sort of thing. And they got a little creative and they zoom in uh, commentators or athletes that participated for their thinking about what happened at that moment, however many years prior. We said, you know, we own a television production company and NBC is a great partner with us. So we can take that a whole lot farther and we can recreate or create new a number of the components particularly of our, our, our pre-race part of the 500 every year. So Mike Tirico, God bless him, greatest guy in the world. You know, he was the lead presenter, the host last year for the first year NBC had the 500. He drove down from his home in Michigan. Last week, we got our television production company out here. He stood alone on the yard of bricks, right, start-finish line. And he does this soliloquy that is about what America is going through, what we've gone through, what's supposed to happen, you know, on, on, in that place on that day, but isn't. And I'm telling you, one person down there in this huge, empty stadium in front of the grandstands on the, on the main straightaway just is so compelling. And then we got two doctors from Mayo, Dr. Francois and Robinson. They're musicians. They're getting a big social following because of their, their musical skill and their the tributes they're paying to uh, frontline workers in the COVID uh, pandemic, they came down. We put a grand piano on the Art of Bricks, and one plays and the other sings God Bless America. It, it is just incredible. I guarantee you, people at home are going to be crying uh, when they see this. And then we got Simon Pagino, last year's winner, and Alexander Rossi to the track and with their cars, not in, the, in their suits. Uh, they're interviewed by Tariko, who does a great job of bringing out of them what they've been going through these months, uh, what it was like last year and all the rest of it. But then we brought their cars, the 22 and the 27 car out. Wow. And they did get suited up. It was so cool, you know, to, to hear that sound again when it's so silent otherwise was, was fantastic. And that's part of the footage of this pregame. And on and on and on that the, uh, National Anthem will be sung by Cheryl Crow and Florida Georgia Line and Bradley Gilbert and Thomas Redd. It's, 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 it's an all-star thing. You know, around the country, the Blue Angels flew over a lot of cities. Yes, they did. One call to our friends in D.C., and their route got altered a little bit, and they flew over the, the pagoda at the Speedway, and that's part of the show. 
so it's just on and on and it's it, i just think it's uh it's going to be uh cutting edge for the kind of sports television we've been able to take in as Americans the last several weeks and, and a fitting tribute to what we're missing this year. Just to be as, as kind of innovative and resourceful, they're kind of thinking of what everybody's going through and taking that uh, a responsibility on and say like, hey, well, let's let's do something. You know, we've have everybody excited about it and geared up for it, and let's go ahead and and make this happen. Let the listeners know we're talking with Mark Miles, CEO of Penske Entertainment. Of course, they handle the the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, IndyCar, IMS Productions, and all of that. W- was this something that that a lot of these partners? Because here's the here's the other side of it too. As much as the fans love it, the drivers absolutely love it and are excited about it. And all of those partners that play a part in those different events throughout the course of it. You you bring up Florida Georgia Line. You bring up you know all of the celebrities. Did they come to you guys and say let's figure out a way to do something, or did you put the bat signal out and say you know what I know the race is push back, but we're going to make it happen. To be perfectly frank, with respect to the telecast on the 24th, the Sunday, NBC confirmed for us they were saving four hours of national television, and then we went to work. Gotcha. And NBC at that time, their studios were shut down. So it was really the fact that we had the, the assets and the talent within our company that gave us the confidence that we could pull off something special. Then, of course, NBC got way into it as well as they could open up a little bit. But there's a lot of other things going on that are that are really cool. You kind of referred to them in an earlier question. And I'd say part of it is us just widen, riding the wave. I mean, all over central Indiana, at least, people are having real or virtual porch parties. So they hang out the checkered <laughs> yes. flags. You know, they may do it on Zoom or they may, as, as conditions open up a little bit, they may be doing it with some friends or family. There was Friday, Fashion Friday. So if you woke up here and you saw the media personalities on the affiliates, it, almost all of them wear something checkered every Friday morning in May. They, they kind of carried us because I think they're so used to the rhythm, almost ingrained behavior of, of what May means and how to cover it that I think we could have. We could have gone to Florida and some of this stuff would have happened without us. You know, as much as it is, and you're from from Indiana, as much as it is, it is Indiana's event, Indianapolis's event. It is the world's event, right? You know, there are viewers tuning in in hundreds of countries around the world. You mentioned the connection with Chicago. Uh, Donald Davidson filled us in, which was some great news, is that you know WGN Radio was the first radio station to actually broadcast the Indy 500. So everything that you do is in America's DNA. It's certainly in our DNA as well. But being in Indiana, and, and I wanted to get this kind of perspective of it too. Entertainment, that's in your job title. You get that. That's what it's all about. But, you know, you've worked with the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership and and just give a, a little snapshot to the listeners just what this event means, what the Speedway means, not only to Indianapolis, but the state, just as certainly a focal point, but also just as an, an economic engine. Yeah, well, it's a huge, it's just hugely important on so many levels. It is, it is, a big part of the brand of Indianapolis, right? You, you can't go anywhere in the world. And I used to do a lot of international work. And if you say Indianapolis, they may not know where to find it, how to find it on the map. We used to say, you know, just below Chicago. <laughs> uh, okay. But, uh, but they knew Indianapolis and you'd often get the, you know, an oval drawn in the air. So it's part of our brand. It's very global. And we're hearing from people all over the world now. And a lot of, uh, our broadcasters all over the world are going to show the, the, the television uh, broadcast Sunday. 
But it, it also is an economic engine. We, we haven't done a study recently, but the last one was about $360 million a year uh, in economic impact every year from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's equal to a Super Bowl. So Indiana Indianapolis is fortunate to have that every year. And it's also a driver of a, a, an industry cluster. Most of our teams are located here. Those are employers of really high-paid engineers and uh, and great technical talent, international folks uh, as part of that uh, workforce. Um, and their suppliers, right? We have Delar, an Italian firm from northern Italy that that, that makes our uh, uh, our chassis and other parts. Brake manufacturers. There's a whole supply chain here related to racing. That, that is here because of, of this event in the Apple's Motor Speedway. So it's, it's a big deal, and, and all one needs to do, so, you know, inside Indianapolis is the town of Speedway. It's really a small town that carries, I guess we carry its name or vice versa. And, uh, you know, the media here is covering how it, it's just eerie, how quiet it is at a time when otherwise it's just teeming with people. And that's true for downtown Indianapolis. We we take this place over throughout May. I say it's like carpet bombing. You you you, <laughs> you have to live under a rock not to know, not to hear every morning for between three and four weeks that it's May. <laughs> and May is synonymous with um, this place, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, taking ownership of May and now, of course, putting a big stake into August as we wait for the the actual running that's going to be coming up for the Indianapolis 500. And, and very last thing is. And it couldn't have come at, a, at a, I think, maybe a better, more opportune time. People are so excited about the future of what Penske, Roger Penske, your involvement in all the things that are going to be happening, what it's going to mean to the Speedway and, and IndyCar in the series. And, of course, NBC playing a big part of that. Is there any other things? But now at this point, when when I think leadership, stewardship is, is most important, you guys are there and entrenched with a vision not only to get through this situation, but also for the future. So are there other things that you're excited about as, you know, in, in your role and, and with Penske that it's going to mean to the Speedway for other events and, and kind of the future of what it can mean? Yeah, I think so. Roger is extraordinary and his passion for this place and IndyCar racing is just unbridled. Um, you know, we had a really good year last year. It was our first year with NBC. All the fan metrics were up. We were growing. When, as our friends in the media business were prone to say, you know, flat is, is the new up. Well, we were actually up. And so, and, and we had more sponsors coming into the sport. We were growing the number of teams. It really ended on a real high note, only to to be deferred for now. But I think when we start back the first week of uh uh, June in at the Texas Motor Speedway, we're going to start with a lot of momentum again, and you can expect some news about that maybe over this weekend in terms of how we can uh, start start uh, with a lot of impact. There's other things. I, I'm not. It, it's hazardous to predict victory, but we're working on again on uh, how to bring a third manufacturer into the sport. And uh, you know we've we've been close before and left it to alter a little bit. But Roger Penske's uh, reach in the in the automobile industry is a huge asset in the search for a third. Uh, I hope we have some good news eventually there. He's done. He's investing in the facility. I gave a friend a tour a couple of weeks ago, and he said the place looks twenty years younger. Um, it, 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 every he, every piece of it um, does not escape his gaze and. And we're fixing it up, cleaning it up. So when we do bring fans back, uh, 
it'll be an even better experience for fans. It's about 27 new significant um, LED boards so that uh, more and more fans will have a better video experience uh, from wherever they're sitting. The list goes on and on and on. And, and you know, I think we're, we're going to be on the lookout for, um, you know, is there one other big event we could bring here? There's nothing imminent there. But we've already got the 500, and we've got the NASCAR Brickyard event. Um, we think maybe there's room if we could figure out how to do it to, to bring another major event, whether that's endurance or, or whatever. Uh, and, and maybe that's something that could happen as early as next year. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a mecca, and you put the, the signal up, people are going to want to gravitate towards it. So as many ways as you can showcase that amazing facility, uh, the better. Right place, right time for Penske to be there, and the right time, maybe some of the toughest times, and that's what's happening now. But I think the future is bright. You said the words good news quite a few times and uh, the good news starts uh this weekend and of course there's going to be some great news coming up as people get to enjoy the virtual 500 on nbc at 1 p.m here chicago time so thanks mark i appreciate it i know you've got a lot going on a lot of you virtually have a lot going on um and and we're so blessed to have you in and around it all and sharing it with us and thanks for jumping on uh, on the show today thanks for having us Dane. Uh, we'll look forward to getting your reactions after you tune in on sunday